Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Demolishing the Roots of Dullness of Hearing. I've been talking much lately in my travels and also on this podcast about hearing and about the truth that the same way we get into the kingdom is the same way we advance in the kingdom. It's hearing good news and believing it. Hey, but before I get into this, let me just talk about serving the Lord with gladness. Let me just remind you of something, a truth that I've been releasing, and it's this. Psalm 100 verse 2 does say, serve the Lord with gladness. And I believe this, when we've let go of gladness and at the current level of what we're doing in our assignments, our ministries, etc., when we've consistently let go of gladness, we've hit the lid of our ministry influence, we've hit the lid of, of promotion. I, I believe this, that gladness is the sign that we're ready for the next level. Because faithfulness is not just showing up, it's how we think when we show up. We show up full of faith. And I believe gladness is one of the main signs of showing up full of faith. Now, I'm not talking about a bad day or a bad week, but I'm just talking about letting go of gladness <laughs> on a consistency. And so it is the sign we're ready for the next level. Hey, let's get into this today. The demolishing the roots of dullness of hearing. You know, our future is largely determined by what and how we really hear. You know, I, I recently shared this in a podcast and blog called The Snoopy Anointing. If you haven't heard that one, I suggest you go find that. It, it, it's so powerful. And, you know, in that, I release verses like Mark 4.24, where it says, Take heed what you hear. And it says, For the, for the measure you, you use, it will be measured back to you. Or Luke 8.18, where it says, Take heed how you hear. And it's very similar to the Mark verse, but instead of what you hear, it's how you hear. And that we really, um, one of the, the primary things of kingdom advancement is what and how we hear. I talked about in 1 Timothy 5.19 that it says, Receive not an accusation against an elder except in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And you know, we can hear something on the negative side and not hear it. And that's what it's saying there. It's that we hear with our ears, but we don't receive it. Now, on the positive, there's things that we can hear, but not receive to the level that we need to. That's why Jesus said he was ears to hear, let him hear. That's in Revelation. He said it in other places as well. And so hearing in Galatians 3, it says, O foolish Galatians 2, as bewitched you, having begun in the Spirit, are you going to be now made perfect in the flesh? It says, This one thing I want to know from you, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? The hearing of faith. And the answer, obviously, is the hearing of faith. And again, he says, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you going to be now made perfect in the flesh? And flesh is is 
described as moving into a place where we where we believe that it's focusing on our conduct is more important than focusing on the hearing of faith. Now, I'm all for good conduct. I'm all for integrity. But the kingdom of God, I want to say it again, is not advanced uh, by good conduct. It's advanced by good beliefs. The question of the hour is not, Lord, what should I do? The question of the hour is, Lord, what should I believe? And if we're going to believe something higher, we got to hear something higher. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says, The gospel was preached to them, but it did not profit them because they did not mix faith with what they heard. They did not receive it in faith. And then also in Hebrews 5.11, it says, You've become dull of hearing. And they weren't able to receive what the writer of Hebrews was, was sharing. And it says they become dull of hearing. It didn't. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that it's going to happen in instant, but, but it's actually a process of where we become dull of hearing. And I just, I have six things that cause, that if we don't address and we don't look out for, that will cause us to become dull of hearing. Number one is pride. Pride. It's interesting in 2 Kings 5, 10, and 11, when Naaman came to Elisha to get healed of leprosy, it says this, And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away. <laughs> so Naaman could not receive. He didn't hear the potential of the word because he had a preconceived idea based on who he was concerning how he was going to be healed. Eventually, his servant got through to him. But pride causes us to limit who we can hear, who and where the answer can come from. When we think we're superior to others superior to those we're listening to, then we limit what we can hear. Number two that can create dullness of hearing is disappointment. In Luke 24, 11, it says, and the words and their words about Jesus' resurrection seemed to them like idle tales and they did not believe them. They were told the greatest news ever. Jesus rose from the dead, but because of their disappointment, because they hadn't dealt with their disappointment, then they were not able to hear at that moment the news that would set them free. And again, they, they got over it. They, they saw for themselves. But disappointment, undealt with disappointment, causes dullness of hearing because we don't want to get our hopes up. It, it's like if we think get our hopes up, we're afraid we're going to get disappointed again. But I'm so glad that the Bible says that he restores my soul. It's the anointing heals the brokenhearted. And even now as you're listening, God's restoring people's souls. God is healing the brokenness in our hearts based on disappointment so that we can hear through, through hope. A third reason for dullness of hearing is inferiority. 
Gideon said this in Judges 6, 25. Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Ha. Huh. He, because of inferiority, he couldn't hear the word, the freeing word of his potential. The accuser of the brethren has a whole arsenal of lies to try to keep us feeling unworthy, feeling like a failure, feel less than others, and that we are the only one who actually feels those ways. Those beliefs will try to consistently disqualify us. And when we hear the potential, when we hear the prophetic word, when we hear the uh, life-launching scriptures, then because of our inferiority, we want to disqualify ourselves. But I'll tell you this. We are who God says we are. Listening to podcasts like this and other teachers and preachers, we're going to believe more and more that we're not who our past says we are. We are who God says we are. A fourth cause of dullness of hearing is the traditions of men. Jesus said this in Mark 7, 13, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down. He says, I remember when Bill Johnson said, uh, there's only one thing more powerful than the word of God, it's the traditions of men. <laughs> and a tradition of man is a, is a spiritual truth, is a measure of truth in it that but is often misapplied and misunderstood and creates passivity, fatalism, and, and, and just because of an overemphasis on the sovereignty of God, then we become to a place where we're unable to hear the prophetic word, etc., for, for our lives. So the traditions of men, the Pharisees had the traditions of men. They couldn't hear what Jesus was really saying because of their preconceived ideas of what God was going to do in the future. Number five that creates dullness is familiarity. In Mark 6, 3, it says this, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here? with us, so they were offended at it. If we are not careful, we can allow our familiarity with a person, a ministry, a truth, familiarity with the prophetic or a type of testimony to cause us to lose the wonder of these things, contributing to a dullness of hearing. Now, honor is the antidote to this. In Ephesians 6, 2 and 3, it says, talking to children, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. You know, it's interesting because children become very familiar with their parents, become very familiar with their voice, become very familiar with who they are, seeing their strengths and their weaknesses. But it says if, we, if they honor and move past familiarity, they're going to access uh, a supernatural law of blessing and longevity. Whew! And then number six, reason that we become dull of hearing is weariness. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I love it, it says do not grow weary. 
is a command, don't grow weary. So there's a way that we cannot grow weary. And when we are tired, it is more challenging to hear. You know, I've got my dog Duncan here, and, you know, sometimes he's just tired, and I'll come home, and because of his tiredness, he doesn't hear the good news of me coming home. <laughs> but after a little rest, he is able to hear at a better level. That's true with us. Some of us just need to take a nap or get some extra rest so we hear well. So here's, here's the six things that I believe cause dullness of hearing that you are overcoming. One is pride. Humility is the antidote. When we're humble, teachable, to be able to learn from anybody or any, any place, we have great ears. Disappointment is number two. As we get healed of our disappointment and, and, and hope again and take the risk of getting our hopes up again, we're going to hear what we need to hear. Inferiority, as we overcome that and you are overcoming that, and we actually believe who God says we are, then we're able to not disqualify ourselves when we hear the high-level things. And fourthly, it's the traditions of men doctrines. When we recognize any doctrine that we hold that creates hopelessness in us, fatalism in us, uh, passivity in us, or that causes us to focus more on the works of the law and on behaviors than beliefs. When we get past those, we get into doctrines that have power in life and our transformative familiarity. As we get over being too familiar and we, we overcome any tendency of becoming too familiar with the key people in our lives, messages, songs, prophecies, testimonies, we overcome in weariness as we just get some rest, our spiritual ears will be tuned. You know, I'm talking to people today who have got the hearing of faith. And I want to say this, that the Lord is, is releasing over you greater measures of incredible hearing. One, one word from God will change our lives. And you are not a people who have become dull of hearing. You are becoming... Uh, alert, spiritually alert and vibrant in your hearing. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Steve Backlin here, you know, reminding you we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. They're just people who do not have hope. And hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody's hoping, someone believes the future will be better than the present, and they have the power to help make it so. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is, and that our hope level determines our influence level, and he was the most hope, is the most influence. It's very difficult to influence that which you do not have hope for. And I want to remind you that the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk <laughs> in radical joy. Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. No, you know, all of us have got issues. All of us have got personal weakness. All of us have, have got feelings that are trying to come upon us. All of us have a certain measure of relational or family things or, you know, national news and 
We all have things that want to zap us of joy, but I tell you this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Today is the day to stir it up, and there's grace to stir it up like never before. Hey, remember our annual Negativity Fast Positivity Feast is starting soon. I'm recording this in February, and it's starting February 2020, and it's starting on February 26th of this year for 40 days. It's powerful. If you haven't heard about that yet, go to our website, ignitinghope.com, for more info. And also remember that April 23rd through 25th, in Redding, California, my wife Wendy and I are doing the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference. It's a Thursday night through Saturday night, April 23rd through 25th, 2020. It's going to be at Risen King Church. It's going to be powerful. If you've never come to Bethel Church, it would be a great opportunity for you to come to the conference. Listen, if these podcasts bless you, I, I would just say this. you know, Don't rule it out. Some of you might say, I can't afford it. Listen. You set your heart. Provision follows quality decisions. We hope we can see some of you there. It's going to be, it's fun because it's a, it's a smaller event, 150 to maybe 300 people, you know, will be there. And, but it's so strong, so powerful. Hey, thanks so much. Steve Backlin here, Igniting Hope Ministries. I look forward to having you with us again on another podcast. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.